Welcome, world, to episode 215 of the Chamber of Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chance. I read the games of chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain and Alex. How's it going, gentlemen? Alex, you go first. How are you? I'm doing really good. What? Why really good and not just... I am... Before I go to work for six days straight, I have a whole nother day off after this. Oh, I've been sweet. sleeping so much, my God. <laughs> I, I, you know when I got up today? Mm. Noon. Uh, isn't that the best? It like, was you know really what? nice. I've got some chicken sausage, I've got some sourdough and some cheese. I'm going to grill up something magical. I, I woke up at nine and decided not to get out of bed. It was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if once you sleep too long, doesn't your back start to hurt? Not you with know my what? mattress. Not yet. <laughs> no. I have a decidedly firm mattress that is just, well, it's wonderful. Okay. Chamberlain, had you played Streets of Rage 4 last week? Uh, not last week. I okay. have played it since. Okay. Have you have you beaten it? Yeah, I did, actually. Okay. Did you turn down the difficulty? No. Oh, so you beat it on normal. I did. I beat it on normal, and I, I must say that I do like how that game handles assists, because when you get to a new level, you are forced to attempt it once with two lives and one star move. Mm-hmm. And then once you fail at that, then you are allowed to choose your level of pansiness to see yeah. you know, what you want to do. Uh-huh. And I only had to bump up to bump it up to five lives and an uh, extra couple star attacks twice. Okay, but did you do it for the last level? Yeah, I did. Well, there you go. Okay. Because the last level, that last boss, did you beat it? I played through the entire game on normal without bumping it ever. Okay, did you finish did you beat the last boss? I couldn't. Yeah. And so bullshit. Then, that's why. <laughs> uh, you know, it was. It was absolute bullshit. It was. Yeah. It was way yeah. too much. It was really, really hard. Uh, and I. So what I did was, I loved this so much, and I know you don't. Um, you know, there, we, uh, there's a nostalgia button this hits for you that it completely misses for me. Because I was, I, I was a Nintendo boy. I don't quite understand how it misses that because to me, the feel, the feel of punching a guy in, um, in Streets of Rage is very similar to Double Dragon. Uh, I was thinking more Final Fight though. Final did Fight. Did you get Turtles in Time too? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the 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 arcade, the the two arcade ones were amazing. Those Turtle games. Wasn't the first one on the original Nintendo or was it Super Nintendo? Uh, it was on both actually. Turtles Two is the good one. Yes. Turtles Two is the good one. And I, and I loved it when you would grab a guy and slam him into the screen in Turtles. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, no one had ever done anything like that. <clears throat> I'm not. I mean, I'm, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage Four is obviously well, a well crafted game. Visually, it's very very nice. It's a it's a throwback all the way through. The the music is good. I was kind of boring, and I played through as the dude, the blonde dude. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose anybody else. He's I excellent. Through with him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, everyone else they they do play very differently. Um, Alex and Blaze in this one play quite the same, but then uh, in Streets of Rage three, I think they added a kid named Skate. Yeah. And Skate could go as fast or like twice as fast across the screen as anyone else, but he had lower attack power. In this, they've got a girl named Cherry. Mm-hmm. So Cher- the guitar girl, yeah. The guitar girl. So Cherry is Cherry has uh, like red dreads, <laughs> and she's got a guitar slung across her back. And every super move in the game takes your health away. It takes a chunk of health away from you that you can then get back by landing attacks. Yes. Which I actually like. That's a pretty good mechanic. Yeah, it is actually. Like, I, I didn't like it at first because it made me want to not use my supers. Because I found when I was dying, it was when I was using supers a lot. It, it mm-hmm. seems like something a Bloodborne sequel would do. Very much. Very much. Like, very much pulled it from Bloodborne. It feels like a fair risk-reward to me, though. It really but does. But in the original games, the supers just took health. You yeah. could not get it back. So really, yeah. it, it is kind of a... It's a... You know, it's made for the modern... Mm-hmm. It's a concession made for the modern palette. Um... 
but when you get it right, it's fucking amazing. Like, so I bought the game for my, my older brother so we could play through it together, mm-hmm. just like we did when we were kids. And, uh, and we, we had a ball. We just, one night, we just spent like four hours. Yeah. And just played through the entire campaign. And it was actually harder than doing it solo. Because, um, there are only so many health pickups in a, in a level. Uh, I and, over them. Yep. and you get extra lives by getting a high score. Mm-hmm. And if the score is being split between two people, because you can't punch everyone, he's punched half of them, you'll never get that extra life in a level. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it was actually harder as far as I was concerned. And, uh, so when we got to the last level, uh, we, we tried it, failed, tried it again, failed. Um, did you bump it up to the five lives? And then I bumped it up two extra lives. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he didn't even notice. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't just the extra lives. It was easier. Like I, I, I think the combat just became way easier and we just blew through all of the peons up to the boss. And then that boss fight was an absolute, just, it was, a, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal, but it was, it was a wonderful evening of gaming. I, I figured out the best way to do it. So spoilers for Sweet of Rage 4. Uh, you end up fighting the, the Y twins at the end. You know, like you fight one in the previous level, the guy with the gun, and you fight the girl with the epee later on. Then you fight both of them, and it still isn't that bad. But no, because fighting, their, their move lists are drastically reduced when you yes, fight them both. But when you beat one of them, <clears throat> or knock one of them down far enough, they jump into this giant spider mech that will have little screen filling attacks. Yeah. The trick is to beat the guy down and force him to jump into the mech. Oh, really? Yeah, because because the girl doesn't get any more moves, and it's easier to dodge the Epe stuff and the giant robot than it is to dodge the giant robot, and he's shooting at you with spraying bullets. I don't I don't remember which how we did it, but I remember the fight, the fight it's against. It's not fun. It's not fun. The fight against the guy in the previous level, though, mm. we we had fought through everything. My brother had died uh, right at the beginning of the fight, and I had like one life. And so I beat this guy solo, went through the entire boss fight, and then I was down to like a quarter of a health bar. He's down to the end of his health bar. Uh, he leaps to the side. I jump up into the air, catch him with an air combo, pop him up, turn around, whip out my guitar for a super move, do the slam where you slam the guitar on the ground, pop him up again, do my ultimate where I slide across the ground going wang on the guitar as pyrotechnics juggle him in the air, and that gets the killing blow on him. And I'm yeah, like, it slows okay. down. You're like, yeah. I'm like, Chris, give it up. Give it up, Chris. He goes, all right, that, that was fucking awesome. I'm like, you goddamn right it was! <laughs> and the whole game, just in terms of execution, this whole game is a, is a 9 out of 10 as far as I'm concerned. Um, I miss kind of the RPG aspects of uh, River City Girls. Mm-hmm. But this, this was, is, it's simple, it's fun, I can, you can just jump back and forth between levels. Going to all of the different characters is really cool. Uh, there's a guy who's amazing at throwing, and what you do is you pick someone up, and he has a really strong throw mechanic, so it's hard for an AI to bust out of his grab. Okay. And then you pick someone up, and then you walk up and pick anyone up, and he just lifts them up and smashes them together above his head. <laughs> is that the guy with the robot arms? Yes! Okay. It's amazing! Okay. His special, his forward special attack, uh, it's not even attack. His arm shoots out halfway across the screen, grabs anyone there, pulls him to him into a grab. Nice. It's, it's wicked. And then you get Cherry's dad, who is the only, and Cherry is the only one who has a dash. Uh, that her, drove me crazy not having a dash for Alex. I, I was trying to do it, like double tapping, trying to dash, and there's yeah, no dash no. because he's just so slow. No, no one has it except for Cherry, oh. who can run. And Cherry's uh, Cherry's uh, grabs are also different. When you grab a guy, Cherry can leap up onto their shoulders. Hmm. 
and then p- start punching them in the head and then backflip them into a pile driver. Or you can just jump off a guy and land on another guy's shoulders with Cherry. It's amazing. And then her dad uh, plays very much like Alex. He's very, very strong, but he also has, you double tap in a direction, he'll do kind of like a, a jump shuffle. Oh, so he's okay. a little bit more mobile too. So all the characters are useful. All the characters are different. If you're having trouble in, in a level with one character, just go in with a different person and you might just destroy it. Um, and not only that, but graphically. Wow. Yeah, that's some beautiful art. It's yeah. stunning. Constantly just gorgeous. I was I loved it. I absolutely loved it. To the point, I bought the game on my Switch to see how good it was. I was so pleased with that, I bought it just so I could play it on my PS4. At which point I'm like, God damn it, I need to play this with Chris. So I sent Chris the money to buy it. I bought this game three fucking times. <laughs> that's how good it is. It's really good. Street but does it have any legs, though? Are you going to come back to this in six months? Uh, yeah, when I want, when I'm, when I'm hungry for that double dragon kind of feel, okay. and that that feel is here, and all that feel is is there's a guy or two guys in front of me, and when I throw a punch, they are both briefly stunned, and yeah. will take the next all the entire series of hits, and I'll lift them off the ground and send them across the screen. I love that feeling of combat, and this has it, and it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. It's really, really good. And when you were, like, nervous about it two weeks we were talking about it, I'm like, it's coming to Game Pass, so I'll play it. You're like, yeah, that speaks well for it. Well, yeah, there you yeah. go. I didn't think it did speak well, but, yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah, surprising. Mm-hmm. So, after I finished that, we are now, like, again, in doldrums where I'm, like, just desperately trying to find things to play. And I found two little ones. I found okay. a game, again, on Game Pass called Hyperdot. Now, neither of you are really Xbox people, but did you, by chance, play uh, Geometry Wars? Yes, tangentially familiar. Okay, uh, yeah, I know Geometry Wars. Yeah, so I mean, Geometry Wars two and three had a mode in there called pacifism, where you're just dodging enemies. Well, Hyperdot is just that mode, where you're in a circular arena, you're controlling a dot, and you're dodging things that are around, coming around in you, and it does things like throw different enemies at you in different patterns. There's like an ice area where you can't stop moving. There's shields you can pick up. It's just it's very very simple, very very direct. And it also ramps up like you wouldn't believe difficulty wise. Like I'm at, I think I, I managed to get through about 60 out of a hundred different potential levels in the mm. quote unquote campaign. And it's getting really hard, but it's, mm. it's, it's, it's kind of chill and manic at the same time because you're not looking at a whole lot. It's very simplistic. There's no, I mean, geometry wars had like particle effects and crazy stuff going mm-hmm. on. No, this is just like, here's your shape and you're dodging shit. And it, but it works. It, it, it just, it just, you don't play it for long. You play it for like half an hour, maybe an hour, and then you're done with it and you move on. But it's it's a it's a good just arcade style. I'm gonna kill half an hour. That's with this for a while. I'm hoping I can get through all 100 levels. I don't know. I might I might get stuck because I'm already I'm <laughs> some of the ones I was on before are like rough. Like do, really do you see hard. it when you close your eyelids? Uh, not yet. I use I did for a while see Geometry Wars in my when I closed my eyes. That, that's why I never wanted to play it. Yeah, Geometry like, I don't remember Wars, what asteroids did to me. I don't need this again. <laughs> Geometry Wars, when, especially when the first one came out, um, it was one of those where everybody bought it because there was nothing out on Xbox 360 at the time, and it became a high score challenge between like everybody in your friends list. Just who's got the high score, who's got the high score. And that went on for months. <laughs> and one guy and I kind of would trade back and forth for that. Hmm. And then I started cruising sales on like Xbox and PS4, and I found a game that is equal parts good and bad. It is called The Hong Kong Massacre. 
Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. So. Top down? Here's how we're going to do this. We're going to do that's good, that's bad. Hong Kong Massacre is a direct takeoff of Hotline Miami. That's oh, good. Oh, no. See, I thought this might have been about something constructive. No, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. Hotline Miami is a classic. No, I mean, you say Hong Kong Massacre, you think, hey, we're going to talk about what China can't talk about? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. This is So what's good is it's a direct takeoff of of... Hotline Miami. Okay. That's good. It is visually, it is basically a John Woo movie. That's good. Which is good. So are there are there slow motion dives? Yes. Okay. That is but, good. But something yes. is cursed. What is cursed is that it jumps directly to fuck you difficulty, whereas Ooh. Hotline Miami takes a while to get there. The dodge mechanics kind of janky, and a significant part of what made Hotline Miami good was the music was good. Music on this is not as good. And you just kind of hear it on loop. You're like, oh, okay. Because you'll end up spending a long time on a level. Like, like Hotline Miami worked that you could actually use reactions to get through some levels. You didn't necessarily need to memorize all the enemy placements. You could actually get through a level the first try. Are you Hot talking Park about Master? Hotline Miami? Yeah, Hotline Miami. I feel like you need to go back and replay Hotline Miami. Hotline and- Miami didn't get super hard until the end. Uh, I, you know, I think that's true of like the first maybe five or six levels, but there were lots of levels in Hotline Miami that it was just crazy. And it would be shit like you open the door or the, the door and the, the door explodes and kills you. And you had no idea <laughs> prior to doing it the first time. Like, no, Hotline, no. I think you're looking at Hotline Miami through rose colored glasses. Maybe, son. maybe. Cause in Hong Kong Massacre, you need to memorize enemy placements. There's no other way to do it because they will kill you from off screen. Bullet, bullet just comes in. You're like, wait, where did that come from? And then the guy walks in and laughs because he just killed you. But when you die, it's bullshit. stylish. And when you kill them, it's stylish. And you pick up the shotgun, and of course the shotgun is a murder machine mm-hmm. that you can shoot through wind mirrors. I mean, when it goes well and you finish a level, it feels like you're watching like a John Woo movie top down. Dodging and shooting through windows and rolling over cars and glass shattering and stuff like that. But it took you... 15 minutes of dying and dying and dying and dying to get that done, to get it right that time. This, this actually so, sounds really appealing to me. It's actually, it's, it's, it's good. The, 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 my biggest issue of the this is good, this is cursed thing is the control on Hotline Miami was perfect, right? Even when you're shooting in two different directions, that game did what you told it to do all the time. The dodge mechanic in this one, because it's physics-based and because it's dealing with 3D models and because you're rolling around... The dodge itself feels just kind of janky sometimes because it's hard to tell when the invisibility, invis, in, not invisibility, invincibility invincibility. frames end. So it's like, I dodged that, and then you die. You're like, oh, I dodged oh. too soon. So it's not bad, and it was on sale for like eight bucks. And I'm oh. like, this is, this is a fine investment. It'll, it'll hold me until I finish it and start digging around for something else to play because it's that time of year because, God, I need stuff to play. Man, I have so many old uh, PS4 games that I could be playing. Like, I've got Sleeping Dogs remastered. Did Never ever, touched it. Did you Did you play it originally? Yes, I loved it. Oh, God, this game is so good. It, it, it might be game. the best continuous story an open-world game like that's ever told. God, Sleeping Dogs mm. is so good. It's got such a great three-act structure. Okay, well, I think I think if we're going to go story in an open-world game, we have to bring up uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, true. Which is the only thing that fucking game had going for it. But I would say that story arc got really lost along the way. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. The whole, the whole Cuba thing was fucking stupid. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? Because we need to um, add 20 hours. Yeah. Ugh. 
my uh, my brother is telling me to go uh, check out movies on that my that my TV provider offers just streaming. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm like, okay, and I watched a shit ton of movies, but the only two that I specifically remember, uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. So that's Dwayne the Rock Johnson versus Jason Statham. Plus, Jason Statham's sister in the movie is uh, that incredible uh, woman from uh, the last Mission Impossible movie. Let me see if I can find her name. Uh, Hobbs. Plus, Roman Reigns is one of the Rock's cousins when they get to his island. Oh, really? He had all sorts of wrestlers in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really cool when, when they got... Because when they go back to... Uh, 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 to I don't know, Dwayne now. Johnson's home. I don't remember the name of the which ah. one is Hobbs and which one is Shaw. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. But where did they go? Come on, don't be a racist. Where did they go? I, that's, that's not racist. I don't know that. Uh, ah. No, 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 no. I know. Like, fuck. Polynesia? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Samoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah Samoa, Samoa. That's it. Samoa. Samoa. Yeah, okay, IMDB. There we go. So IMDB is going to tell me the name He's of, Hobbs, right? Isn't he? The Rock is Hobbs. Uh, yeah, Rock Hobbs and Jason Statham is Shaw and there Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby is uh, plays his sister, and I've seen her in like four movies. She was in oh yeah, I saw The Kitchen, uh, but Vanessa Kirby is just like uh, way too attractive to me. So mm-hmm. I absolutely fucking loved this movie. Like what this movie was like, it was like watching a fun triple uh, A kung fu movie. Yeah, awesome fight scenes, awesome stunts, evil Idris Elba. Evil Idris Elba. Black Superman Idris Elba. Yeah. Black Superman Idris Elba. He calls Elba. himself Black Superman. I'm like, yeah, there you go. F- funny quips constantly. Callback jokes constantly. It was just a lot of fun. I did not expect much out of Hobbs versus Shaw. It was a lot of fucking fun. And, and you got it because The Rock cannot stand... Um, what's his face? Um, uh, the guy who... The other main Vin guy Diesel. in Fast and Furious. He's not Vin a Diesel. main guy. Oh, Vin Diesel? Vin yeah. Diesel, yeah. Oh, good. The Rock and Vin Diesel hate each other. Good. I'm, yep. I'm fine with this. If we could have another five of these... I'd be I'd be great with it. Yeah. Uh, I watched MIB International, Men in Black International. That's the one with the uh, with Thor, Thor and Valkyrie. Um, and Valkyrie. And that's I've the, heard you, that one's like no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is okay. at all. In fact, I think if because I went to it and I immediately began judging it on the level that it wanted me to judge it on, which is that of a Marvel movie. Mm. It's about as fun as a good fun Marvel movie, huh? Like it was just z- it was silly jokes and zaniness and I want to say Kamal God what's guy's Kamil name Camille Nanjiani Camille Nanjiani does an amazing vocal performance as yeah. one of the aliens. Um, it was fun. It was just fun. That's and what you sometimes when you're you know stuck in the house because you can't go anywhere. And Harley Quinn is back for season two, so I've I um, I actually when my credit card died, I let my subscription to Adult Swim lapse. Uh oh. And, yeah, so I could still just watch it on TV, but if I want to just stream the season, I can't. And then the new episode, that I knew the new episode was on. I knew there was a new episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah, did you see it? I did. I did. What'd you I, think? I, well, okay, I had a conversation with my brother this morning where he dropped off Rick and Morty with the Pickle Rick episode, actually. Oh, wow, that's early. He couldn't abide. Um, all, like, as far as he was concerned, it was just a bunch of nasty, gross shit just for the sake of nasty, gross shit. I disagree. And I'm like, okay, first of all, th- that's 100% in there, especially in the Prickle- Pickle Rick episode, Yeah, if you think about it. But that's not the point of the episode. No. Like, the Pickle Rick is a brilliant... Like, first of all, all that stuff I found very entertaining, all the gross shit. But the point of the Pickle Rick episode is how toxic Rick's personality is. Yeah. And the fact that he's not a hero and the da- the real damage that that does to his family and the fact that he's too self-absorbed to give a shit about it. And he's a and, pickle. Yeah, and feels then I, like it. 
And then I start describing the train in, in the new episode. Yeah, that would drive him nuts. And, and the, uh, specifically, I focus on the conductor who gets caught outside Tickets, of the train. Please. Yeah, who gets caught outside of the train. I need tickets. And then, like, it just, just uh. the whole thing, like, like a new reality is created because he's outside of the train. A new storyline is created that is non-canon. And yep. within that storyline, people are aware that, <laughs> that. Yeah, there is like, a man, a bisected man floating in the air, bleeding forever. Yeah, fleeting forever. And there's people who believe that, who, who have come to the understanding or they believe that their entire reality is just, uh, is only existing in this guy's dying mind as he, as he dies in a time dilated reality that we cannot perceive. This is and, a, this is a 45 second joke. This is a 45 second joke. And then, and then, um, uh, and then there's these two aliens sitting on a couch getting high together. And the guy, uh, the guy explains that he is part of a religion that believes that, you know, floating blood man is from, is slowly dying in a time dilated reality that we can't perceive. And the only way to keep it going is by retaining our sexual energy, which is why I'm a virgin and I'm not going to have sex with you. She goes, wow, you're willing to go without sex in order to save our reality? He goes, I sure am. She goes, that's really attractive. He goes, <laughs> he goes, well, I guess just one time won't hurt. And then reality immediately starts coming apart around them. Sorry. Getting blasted with bullet holes. And he was like, oh, 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 damn it. And then it goes back into the train and Morty has put the conductor out of his misery. And Rick goes, why the fuck would you do that? He goes, well, it just seemed like he was in a lot of pain. <laughs> like, it was absolutely. It was pretty good. It was, it was wonderful. It really was. And, um, but to me, it speaks to, um, it speaks to the creator being bored with it already. Yep, very much. And I'm a little concerned by that. I'm deeply concerned. Like yeah. that, that whole thing about capitalism made me laugh, but then it made me a little concerned for Dan Harmon. Um, but, no, because if you go, if you go to space train or whatever it's yeah. called, it, it's just the Rick and Morty website. I know. Like there's nothing for you to buy. You stared into the bleeding maw of capitalism and you said, yes, daddy, please. <laughs> Oh, that got me real good. That got me real good. Um, but actually, on my Switch, you know what I picked up? Zelda. Which one? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh. I thought you played that already. I did. And then I gave it to my little brother when I bought him a Switch for Christmas. Yeah. And quite enjoyed, uh, Link's Awakening. But playing Animal Crossing, I just, I just wanted to set out on an adventure. You know, I didn't want to run around the same island again. True. And, uh, so I haven't been able to touch base with my little brother really, but, um, but yesterday we we're going to buy me an office chair. Um, so I ask, or so I say, we're having a phone call earlier in the day and I say, are you playing Zelda Breath of the Wild? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, okay. And then later on we're driving around. He goes, is there anywhere else you need to go? I go, oh yeah, let's go somewhere so I can buy some Nintendo points. He goes, why? I go, so I can get Zelda. He goes, I have Zelda. I go, I know, but you told me you were playing it. He goes, no, what I told you when we were talking this morning is that I was having a hard time hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you gave me, you gave me his copy of Zelda yesterday and I put it in and I Your have, save is gone. Oh, you bet. No, no, I have the Master Sword. Okay. I have like a huge, uh, stamina bar. I have tons of hearts and I deleted that save. <laughs> You monster. What? Because in Zelda, you can't start a second save. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to pick up where I'd left off. I wanted to, I wanted to start out. I wanted to explore. I wanted to see things. You have murdered me. You have killed me. I cannot imagine doing that. That's not the experience I wanted to have. I wanted to start out again. Gosh. And so I spent like eight hours last night just up on the plateau, clearing out the plateau and doing shit that 
I'd never seen before on the plateau. I was just wandering around, just kind of enjoying how beautiful the game is. And when, when we first came to Breath of the Wild, even though we were warned that it's unlike a lot of other Zelda games, that disappointment was palpable to me. Like the, the fact that it didn't have the traditional Zelda dungeons hurt the experience to me. Yes. Last night, I didn't have that expectation. I knew what it was. And I just enjoyed it and enjoyed it and enjoyed it and enjoyed it. And, uh, I think I got to, I went south and I did a bunch of stuff in an area completely opposite way I should have been going. And then I went north and I ended up in Kakariko Village last night and that's where I ended it. And I really enjoyed it. I'm having a good time. Did you, how far did you get the first time? Did you finish any of the mythic creature I, dungeons? I, got, I think I got two or three of them, but I okay. absolutely I think got there's at only least, three. I think there's only three. I think there's four. Are there four? Maybe I don't remember. It's I been, think there's. It's been, it's been a while. But I definitely did at least two. Those were actually some of the least fun parts of the game. Let's be a hundred percent, and that's that's something that again really turned me off. It was that when I finally did get to a dungeon, I was expecting a dungeon on par with a nope. good Zelda dungeon. Nope. And even these are not that. It was really frustrating. I had to go to a guide for most of them. They're hard. Yeah, they are. It's hard. not just hard. It's obtuse. They didn't make any sense that I could really perceive. Yeah. Yeah. Did they did they feel kind of legoed together? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That or like water dungeon. I mean, they're just kind of they're up their own ass. It's like oh, very we can much. Be, look at all this we can do with this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, very very much. And so what I'm enjoying it for is is just the adventure I'm willing to go out and find for myself, and I'm I'm actually quite liking it. Mm, well, expectations are important. That's and right. They're managed. That's they're, right. You're better off. So, Alex, mm. are you still playing, like, three different JRPGs? Yeah, pretty much. But oh, here's the thing. Seriously? <laughs> I have finally, finally finished Persona 5 Royal, Ooh. and, yeah, that dungeon was almost worth 60 bucks. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I can spoil this whole freaking story. Go okay. for it. You're Neither of you are going to play this game. And no. that's a shame, because the one thing this game was missing was a decent villain. What 4 really had going for it was a murder mystery that when you finally solved it, you're like, shit, the killer is a homicide detective. What the fuck do we do now? Like, the actual revelation was interesting, and it revealed an interesting character. And the story in 5 is just like, here is this evil politician. He is bad. We know this. Here are all the people he corrupted. We fought him. He's dead. Hooray. There's one more small twist. We're done. And it was just kind of like, yay, we win. And there wasn't really any come up as to where what you were doing was essentially brainwashing people. Corrupt people, but you were brainwashing people. They never really dealt with that. So what Royal does is introduces a child psychologist who interviews every single, like, one of the main characters, the kids, during the course of the game, and he talks about their trauma in interesting ways. He makes some specialized little snacks for their sessions. He's a nice guy. And he loses his shit towards the end of the game. And basically becomes a mega maniacal uh druggist. He uses like the other world to control everyone's mind in Japan and make them quote unquote happier. And it's gives one little small twist to it that kinda gets half of your crew on his side. And it's really interesting how you have to bring everyone back to your side saying this is mass hypnosis, this is super fucked up. I don't care that he's a good dude, we have to take him out. And when you're fighting him in the, like this in this forty five minute fucking crazy fucking fight at the end He's just, he's so hurt that you want to make people suffer again. And it's just, it's sad. It's like a really tragic end hmm. to his, a, what has been a pretty happy game. 
and when you finish the game, two playable characters die. Ooh. This game has a downer ending, and yet it kind of it kind of earns this little uptick at the end. It's very, very good at handling its tone. And its end credits music is fucking nuts. So good. <laughs> what drives me nuts is we only get this definitive, truly grand and epic Persona game the yeah. next year. <laughs> you know? Yep. Do we? Well, no, like, like it took a year. No, it took to two out. and a half years. Okay, two and a half. There. They, they came they, out, this they, came they out in 2016. They the first bit of sales to pay for the rest of the game they wanted to make. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, the last couple dungeons are uh, ragged. And Ooh. then you get to this, and it's like, yep, they had a lot of time and money to make this. Look at all these cutscenes. Jesus. <laughs> Good so does game. that mean you've thrown in the towel on Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. bored with it. Mm-hmm. I'm at the last, you know, open area, and, like, I just... There's no once more decent get, surprises, you know? Well, but once you get over the top of that hill, and you get to the Shinra building... It's all the downhill part of the roller coaster for the rest of the way. Do they play One Winged Angel? I have a lot of respect for them, but they don't. Uh, briefly at the very end. I knew it. They couldn't resist. No, they couldn't resist. Yeah, I was going to respect it. Well, it may be about defying expectations, but you do have to feed the fanboys. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they will eat you from the feet up. I'm surprised they weren't more upset about this. I don't think they knew what to do with it. <laughs> they, they got exactly what they wanted, didn't they? Yeah, they like, yeah, like this is what we wanted, but it's not. But there's but she's a more three dimensional character now. More Fuck. and I don't. Hmm. So. <laughs> but Tifa's exactly what I needed. So. Yeah. I was looking at like remember remember Dissidia? Oh yeah. Because I was I'm also you know playing nine. I remember there was Zane was Zidane in there, and yeah, he is with his goofy giant cuffs. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they the used... The city was supposedly an inspiration for the combat in this, actually. I can see that. Yeah. But, um, what was, it, what was it going with this? Um, Tifa is pretty much exactly what she is in, um, Remake. So I don't know if that means anything. Maybe if there's some, like, crew overlap there. I don't know. They did more with Aerith, and Aerith was good. Ugh, her, her poor back. Who, Tifa's? It's gotta be Howlin'. Well, well, that's she's why she's really, all muscle. She's you can really see it in the strong, core. Though. Yeah, you can see yeah. it in the core. She works out. Yeah. If you were to, if you were to see Tifa's bare back, it would just be rippling muscle. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can uh, do those pull up things. I mean, Cloud does the squat competition, but Tifa's is a pull up competition. So there's. Oh no! Keep that speed back joke to yourself. <laughs> speed. <laughs> yeah. You should have done the crunches competition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I hate myself. <laughs> so. Overwatch. 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 Overwatch has been good again. Yay. Is it yeah. Echo's fault? Um, no, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I think it's what it is, is uh, every time there's a there's a big new patch or something, the population shifts. And some of the people you'll be playing against, like, uh, or, and it's just, you're, you're too often in an unbalanced game for some reason, which I don't understand. I think the bigger the population is, the more balanced the game should be. But now, for some reason, it's just kind of... It's settled down again. Games are kind of normal again. The worst thing we got into was I met a uh, a Winston and a Zenyatta that were both like level twelve, that were obviously grand fucking masters. <laughs> like yeah. these guys were absolutely monsters. There was nothing you could do. But uh, for the most part, uh, no, we're just having good games again. I'm playing a lot of support. I got a gold gun on Zarya because I Zarya really is my best tank when I can play her. Um, 
I had a game last night where we're defending on Gibraltar, and I just, it was our last game, so I decided to play Echo, just what the fuck. And uh, the enemy team comes out with a Pharah, and I'm just kind of like waiting around the side to see who comes out of the door, and this Pharah blasts up, you know, 50 yards into the sky in front of me. I turn on Echo's jets, fly straight towards her, hit her with all the sticky bombs, shoot her once with my primary fire, she dies. <laughs> uh, the Mercy immediately turns around, lands beside the corpse, begins to res the corpse, so I kill the Mercy. The Pharah is now trying to find me. She is not equipped to deal with me. I had no idea what a dogfight between a Pharah and an Echo would look like, but what it looks like is a dead Pharah. Yeah, like, Echo not, wins. Okay. Yeah, like she, Echo, she, Echo. Pharah just mm-hmm. does not have the kit to deal with an Echo. So, uh, no, it was a lot of fun. We've been having a lot of fun. I think right now we are six and four. So we're doing okay. Is that in, are you playing in comp or is that just quick match stuff? No, we can't play in comp. Uh, the uh, the system has erroneously decided that my rank in comp is so high that I can't uh, join a match with my brother. Oh. Now Chris and I agree this is an error on the part of the of system. Of course it is. Obviously, they don't know what talking about. obviously, it has nothing to do with my skill level, as evidenced by the fact that when I challenge Chris to a duel, he'll change into Sombra, go invisible, and just stay away from me yeah, and hide in places. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know you've won when the subject changes. Yeah, we had some. We did. We did have some good games, though. I don't know if I told you guys. Did I tell you guys that he told me that my aim was that I that I was obviously slipping because of all this time with Animal Crossing. No. Oh he yeah. No. Oh, he was. Wow. He, I called you out. Yeah. No. He was. He was telling me that I'm. Uh, that I'm. You know. Obviously lost my touch and everything. And I'm like, oh, you lost really? Lost a step, old head. W- would you? <laughs> would you care to? You know. Come at me, bro. Down. Would you? Yeah. No, he yeah, would not. Come at me, bro. No, he would not. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, and sometimes he will, and, it's, and sometimes he will, and it's funny. Like he'll he'll, he'll come up to be on Sabra, and I'll be on uh, Diva or something, and so he'll he'll start shooting me, and I'll just shoot him, just shoot him in the head. And, <laughs> and like he, he's got a he's got a long health bar to take down, and and he's whittling me down, and I'm talking to him over the headsets the whole time. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, I see. You had to get headshots, Chris. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. See, when they get shoot him in the head, that's that's what you're aiming for. There that's you right. go. Yeah. That's it, little buddy. <laughs> He's going to quit playing again if you keep doing that. <laughs> um No, he just he, he complains to me to he complains about it to his girlfriend. Oh, great. <laughs> Cuz she's always there, of course. And so he'll he'll tell her all kinds of horrible things that I'm not actually doing. Just to, yeah, it's, it's it's really awful. It's really weird. Like like you're you're. It's like if we were sitting here having a conversation, but Alex couldn't hear me, and you were just telling Alex that I was you know selling say anti-Semitic shit. Whoa! Like, <laughs> and there's no way that I can tell Alex that I'm not. I just got yeah. to sit here listening to you like impugn me. It was. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. But I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's no more frustrating than having your younger brother beat the shit out of you over and over again <laughs> in a video <laughs> game. So. That's why I didn't want to play Mortal Kombat anymore. Actually, he did offer. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, maybe I should have taken him up on it. Mm. Uh, so, Alex, what else are you playing? Um, just Final Fantasy IX. Found that for 10 bucks. Just flying through that. It's it's a nice, warm bath. Mm. Just slip it into before I go to bed. Do that for an hour. It's a nice lull. Not yeah. boring, but just like sort of like a Sunday drive. Yeah, I think very much what we need right now is is just something nice to get away to. Yep. Which really kind of, when I watched that trailer, I watched the trailer for The Last of Us 2 once. Mm. And I didn't yeah. feel a need to watch it again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's... That was just some dark, 
painful looking shit. And this is a bad year for that game to come out. Very, very bad. Did you see the thing about Dying Light 2? Uh, what about it? Oh, man. That that Polish article? No, I didn't see anything. I, I read oh, English. Oh, man, it's apparently been say? in deep, deep shit for many, many years. Dying Light 2? Yes. Hmm. They let Chris Avalon run some shit he wasn't prepared to. The upper oh. leadership was useless. The story's oh. been in garbage for a long time. It's oh. bad. It's bad. Like, if that's true, that, this hasn't been confirmed to more than one source, but it's there's a lot of detail. Oh, well, okay. It was in headlines last week, I guess. Uh, Hellblade? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, not Hellblade. Uh, Hellraid. 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 Hellraid, yeah. Okay, we still don't have any more details on that, do we? Nope. 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 Okay. I'm fucking dying for that. I, want, <laughs> I fucking want that so bad. Because you guys explained to the listener what that was last week, right? Yeah, we just, well, okay. we talked about what it actually was, yes. Yeah. Hellraid was supposed to be its own game. And and what it looks like is you're going to walk up to an arcade machine inside Dying Light 2 and play Hellraid within the world of Dying Light 2. That would be sweet. I, like, everything that I want to see it, just let yeah. me see it. Like, I, this could, that could be a game of the year contender for me if it comes out. If it comes really? out. Really? Against Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2? We'll, we'll see. Okay. Um, I don't want to, I'm definitely getting both of those games. Right. Uh, Sucker Punch have a pretty good pedigree with me personally. The only thing I kind of disliked of theirs was Infamous Second Son. Um, Which wasn't... Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. No, I can't say no, Second Son. it wasn't Son. bad. It, it was wasn't bad. kind of boring. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't as good as Infamous 2. No. Yeah. So so I have a lot of affection for Sucker Punch. I, I, and I absolutely have nothing but affection for the what they're trying to do with this game. I want to play that fucking game, and I want it to be awesome. Am I going to say it's going to be my game of the year? How the fuck would I know? I can tell you that Techland, if you put me in first person, put a blade in my hand, give me a monster to cut with it, Techland is going to make a game of the year game. So <laughs> so we'll see. Techland? Deep Silver. Techland. 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 Deep Silver was... Um, the publisher. Dead Island. Yeah, yeah. Deep Silver was yeah. the publisher. Yeah. Um... Sylvester Stallone confirmed this week that Demolition Man 2 is in the works. Oh, we're in headlines now. You well, didn't do the announcement. Which announcement? Oh, sorry. Did I delete shit out of here? No, you what? didn't. No, 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 no. I said you didn't announce headlines. Well, no, that's not headlines. This is just movie talk. Oh. That's not really okay. a headline. That's just movie okay. talk. Okay. Demolition Man 2. I fucking uh, love Demolition Man in the 90s. Is Wesley Snipes in? Okay, Wesley I... Snipes and Sandra Bullock. Whoa. Are really? my only questions about Demolition Man. Oh, well, yeah, that's a question. Oh, okay, okay. Chris, okay. Chris Andrew, you gotta bring back Sandra Bullock's character. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right, but... Wait, but... And the seashells... Wesley Snipes died, didn't she? Didn't he? He was dead. Wesley Snipes did not die. Oh, in the end of Demolition Man? And yeah, the character. Oh. The character died. You can bring him back. I suppose. He's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Demolition Man. Hang on, let's see, let's see. Uh, Demolition Man. I think Man, he dies. It's been a long time. Hang on, plot. I saw that plot. movie in the... Th- theater. It was awesome. Phoenix returns to Dr. Cocteau with his men and has one of them kill Cocteau. They return to the cryo prison and begin to thaw more convicts. Spartans enter, or Spartan enters the prison alone to fight Phoenix, despite Huxley's insistence that she should accompany him. Huxley was Sandra Bullock. Heavily mm-hmm. damaging the facility in the process, he uses the cryogenic chemical to freeze and kill Phoenix. Oh. Okay, so maybe he's not necessarily dead. Maybe he's just frozen. Yeah, but he could have been one of those things where you get frozen and then you get oh, shattered. Oh, he shattered him. Yeah, that's what it was. He froze when he dropped it, so it shattered There's him. no way that someone could be reproduced from a piece of DNA in a science fiction future. Absolutely not. No. 
<laughs> anyway, I just remember Billy and the Clonosaurus. But <laughs> so I, I would, I would totally see that movie. But I, the last thing I saw Sylvester Stallone and impressed upon me that I don't need to see Sylvester Stallone act ever again. You didn't actually see that last Rambo movie, did you? I did. Oh, but did you see the last Creed movie? No, it was okay. But was he okay in it? Would yeah. you want to see him in an action movie? He didn't detract. <laughs> that not... Oh, see, he's basically the wallpaper. That, that All right. that, that's like this. So to me, this is kind of like the news that Tom Cruise is going to do an um, action movie shot in space. I'm like, that sounds cool. I'd love to see it if anyone but Tom Cruise was in it. Like, I think Tom Cruise needs to transition to being a fucking producer. I don't know why he hasn't. He's because got he... big ideas and the production company to execute them. It's in his excuse to do crazy shit. That's why. I guess. I want to do. I want to do Halo jumps. I want to do like fifty Halo jumps. What, what movie can we put that in? <laughs> that might be true, actually. But I'd like to think that he could just do that on his own with his own money if he wanted to. But why would you pay for it yourself? His own money. His own. You can make cult. someone else pay for it. <laughs> well, I, no, I think I think it's less about him doing it than it is about get, making us watch him do it. <laughs> mm, that's. that's okay, I think that's, that's what he gets off on. It's not enough. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, if you're listening, yes, without having met you, I do fucking hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when your ex-wife had to escape you with her kids? And that's not even more part of the reasons why I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Taika Waititi will co-write and direct a new Star Wars movie. Taika, Taika Waititi has so many announced projects, who knows what the fuck he's ever going to make. It's kind, it's kind of like... Uh... Um, Edgar Wright in that respect. He is very much the it boy right now. And I love yeah. it. I love it because I don't think I've ever seen a movie he directed that I didn't like. The stuff from coming out from Love and Thunder looked pretty good. I, I haven't seen anything from Love and Thunder. There's a couple of concept parts of Meek's new uh, robo suit where he looks more feminine. It's interesting. Uh, all I want is for him to hire someone to uh, block and shoot the action. Because <laughs> yeah. he's not the guy to do it. But uh, anyway... <clears throat> That's what the second director is for. There you go. <laughs> so, does that mean it's time for headlines? I think so. Headlines! In Overwatch news, the Vancouver Titans has released its entire roster. It's a long, weird story. Um, basically, the entire uh, Vancouver Titans roster is Korean. They they were a Korean contenders team, mostly. and uh, And when COVID hit... It was determined that they're, they're gonna all go home to Korea. So when a bunch of other teams did this, they, you know, set up housing for their teams in Korea, got them facilities to train in, got them mm. set up so that they continue being a team. The Vancouver Titans, on the other hand, said, okay, so you guys just go back to Korea later. And that was it. That was it. They didn't help the guys at all. And this is, this is like, this is the, the, the top of an iceberg of a bunch of mismanagement over in Vancouver. Um, so it's really fucked up. It's weird. Are those uh, Overwatch teams making money? Are um, they, are they by the mass exodus? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. There was, there was another one where, um, maybe it was the headlines last week where, uh, the MV- Sinatra. Yeah, Sinatra quit for Yeah, Dallas. well, he said he, in, in, in the headlines, you wrote he was tired of the game, though. Yeah, and At apparently... At which point, Alex and I started making fun of Overwatch, which we could do because you weren't there. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, apparently he's been tired of it for months ever since uh, uh, Roll Queue happened. And, uh, and yeah, I can understand that. Like, it has... I, I don't think... At my level, the game doesn't feel stagnant. I'll give it that. Um, at, at my level, skill still wins out over any kind of pick. So, 
but picks certainly still help. Like, uh, we'll, when, when, when Chris and I are playing a game and I'll be on tank and he'll be playing DPS and he'll be doing the bastion thing and he will play bastion no matter how times he gets like barraged by the enemy Hanzo. Like they could have like a hard counter set. They could have two hard counters to bastion on the enemy team. He won't switch. And so when something like Genji and Tracer, which are both, uh, counters, we're just getting our asses kicked. I'll go, Hey Chris, go what? I go Torb. And then he'll ignore me and I'll go, Chris, I'll go, what? I go, if you want to win the game, you could switch to Torb and just put a turret down and we'll win. And then he will and we do and it feels so fucking good. <laughs> like, I am so good at counter picks. Anyway. Uh, hero pools will now only affect league matches and masters and grandmaster tier games. Uh, so basically I will never have to worry about whether or not Tracer is allowed in the roster again. So... Has COVID messed with the Overwatch League season at all? Yeah, 100%. Um, and and I, now I don't pay much attention to League. I report the headlines of the League. I don't actually watch matches ever. I might watch a highlight of a match. Um, but they, first of all, pushed all the matches back, I think, two months. Like, they just suspended all the matches. Okay. Now all the matches are set up, so they will all basically be done online. Like a normal, like I would play a normal match. So it's going to be like a bunch of the teams in Korea playing against other teams in Korea, and then a bunch of the teams that are in North America playing okay, against so the other teams. Stuff. It'll okay. be very regional, and it's it's all basically done out of the players' homes now. Hmm. Yeah, so that you know that Overwatch Stadium they invested in is. So be thankful that your game has a competent netcode because the FGC is dead. What's the, oh, the fighting, fighting game? game community? Yeah, because all the majors have been canceled. NorCal, SoCal, even the one in Chicago, they're all done. Evo is canceled. Everything is canceled. And a lot of these ones, especially not the huge ones, are so financially strapped that it, by missing a year, they may not come back. Oh, wow. Evo came out and said, we're going to do online stuff, at which point everybody laughed. Because for the Evo announced games, they all had shit netcode. The best game on the Evo announced list for netcode was Street Fighter V. And Street Fighter V's netcode, meh. Hmm. The other ones are, like, awful for oh. netcode goes. I mean, the, the, the games that actually have good netcode are, like, Killer Instinct, which is, you know, coming back now because everybody's staying at home. And a bunch of older ones and all have rollback. Is, so, is Killer Instinct actually coming back? Uh, it's coming back because it's it's because the netcode is good because you can play that online like you could play offline. Yeah, but like, where are you hearing this that people are getting back into uh, Killer Just, Instinct? Well, my the Twitter feed of like the fighting game people I follow. Oh, okay. People are like, oh shit, we're stuck at home and we can't play Street Fighter, so let's play Killer Instinct because it functions online. Whereas Street Fighter Five doesn't, Dragon Ball doesn't, um, Blaze Blue doesn't, Guilty Gear might. So it's I'm still a little bit jealous of Killer Instinct. KI is a good game. If it was not locked on to the loser of this console generation, it would have been bigger. But Microsoft paid for it, basically, so... It existed there because the same way Street Fighter V exists only on PlayStation, because they are funded by the console holders. Uh, Rare. Like, they own Rare. Well, Rare didn't have a whole lot to do with it. It was more Iron Galaxy and... Um, but it was a Rare property. It was a rare property, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, a new Game Plus option has been added to Children of Morta in a free update on all platforms today for people who beat Children of Morta. <laughs> and how many yeah. of us are those? Zero in this group. No, that's what I thought. Yep. Uh, Supergiant's excellent Hades early access is now 20% off on Steam. Sorry, I'll, I'll, play it. I'll play it on console, but that's it. It's so, so good already. It's so good. I'll play it on console. Like, let me think. 
if this were the end of 2020, uh, Hades would be my game of the year. Yeah. yeah. What, what did I say last year? You were correct. I told you this. I've, I've yeah. said this many times. Alex is right about Hades. Aww. <laughs> I just need to hear it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft says Assassin's Creed Valhalla won't be the biggest or longest game in the series. That's fine, man. Hey, I'm hey, actually hey. okay with that. Especially after Odyssey. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah, um, smaller but better. Yeah. Cause that just means it's 60 hours versus 100 hours. <laughs> Yeah, and really the worst parts of like, for example, Zelda, or like, you know, I'm gonna go tackle climbing this mountain, and you spend half an hour climbing a mountain, and there's nothing there, mm-hmm. and, and like shitty textures. And then it rains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Xbox Series X third party reveal had a, I want to say a big thing today. It was like yeah, maybe it was... it was maybe 28 minutes of trailers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, okay, so the first one they showed, God, I went to write it down and then I didn't write it down. I have a list here of like in order what they did. It was it was that that Bright Memory Infinite was actually the first okay. one they showed, that first party shooter. Bright Memory Infinite, Infinite starts out and it and there is so much going on on screen, just atmosphere effects, things blowing around, physics and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of really impressive, but it, there's a disclaimer at the top of the thing saying this is running in a gameplay engine that we expect will function on Xbox One X or something like that. Yes. And that same disclaimer was repeated on yeah. almost every trailer that looked like it was showing gameplay. That this because is, they're all running the PC versions. Yeah, this is all just exactly PC. What's gonna happen. We yeah. expect it to look this good on an Xbox One X. That means fucking nothing to anyone. Show us it running on the X or else it's not running on the X and that's it. But Bright Memory Infinite did look kind of cool. I like how, like this is just a shooter, and then suddenly this guy's with swords and shields, and and then suddenly I mean it was it felt like kind of um, Bloodstorm. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, and with, then with the with the yeah. thing, you and then there's in like the gravity whip, and you're yeah. using that yep. to and you're using that to get around the environment. I thought that was kind of neat, and then yeah. the wall yeah. run, and then they hop into a car at the end of the demo, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like none of this is interesting at all. I don't know why this is here. Um. It was like very visually busy, but without having any idea as to what's going on. That was the answer. That was the thing with a lot of these trailers. So like a yeah. lot of money on screen. Yeah. A lot of and money on screen. It. No idea. And what the thing, the trailer that really stuck with me that I'm like, I am interested in whatever this fucking game is was actually also the worst looking trailer was, uh, Scarlet Nexus. No. Well, I, no. Okay. That was actually the word. No, was it? No. I don't think Scarlet Nexus actually looked worse than uh, Vampire Bloodlines 2. Vampire Bloodlines 2 looked like a 360 game. Graphically, it looked like a 360 game. Yeah. But. It, yeah, it looks like, it looks like Dishonored. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. And it's, uh. I'll still play the shit out of it. I mean, it, that's, that, that's an old ass game now, guys. It looked like, like, it starts out and there's this character dancing around this grotesque, mm-hmm. macabre <laughs> group of corpses that it's arranged around a Christmas tree. Yep. And the character is dancing and you're like, Really getting in close to these people's faces, mutilated faces, and it's like, are we supposed to like who? Who do we care about in this scene? Like, are we going to bring this person to justice? Are we that person? Like, you could be. Yeah, exactly. And but everything else the trailer showed suddenly became very interesting to me. Like these look like interest. This looks like an interesting vampire world. This looks like fun vampire powers. Uh, That was actually the most interesting trailer of the. Did you play Bloodlines? No. God. People love this shit. I, I it know. was really good. I, I actually know. that was back when I actually had a PC that could run these things, and yeah, it was good. So that, it was buggy as shit. 
but it was good. To me, that looked pretty cool. Scarlet Nexus, 100% looked like a first-gen PS3 game. Yeah, all the anime stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah okay. Like, okay. I, I don't even know what the fuck that was doing there. That was very much like uh, that God Slayer or whatever the thing PlayStation had. Yeah. Like, that was not yeah, that impressing was not anyone. No. And in fact, nothing here was graphically impressive, as far as I'm concerned, beyond Bright Memory Infinite. Well, we got two horror games, though. One of them I don't care about. Okay, now, Scorn... Uh, yeah, no. Okay, wasn't the Scorn the one, like the Geiger-looking one? Yeah, that's what it is. It's Geiger. More okay. Geiger. You want Geiger? Here's Geiger. Yeah, it was, Geiger? Like, it was like Here Geiger the game. Thanks, Geiger. Yeah. Or, okay. It was like, yeah, it was like Geiger. H.G. Geiger, whatever. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. I think it is Geiger, H.R. Geiger. Yeah, it's Geiger. Yeah, so it it, it didn't... Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what that's about. It's, See, here's the problem. As I'm watching that, I'm going, oh, that reminds me of Agony. Oh. Oh, no, remember... Oh, Agony was so bad. Yeah. 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 Plus, I didn't even realize Scorn is a Kickstarter game. It's been bouncing around for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's a good size. Um, so. And then another horror game called Chorus, which, again, I have no. That's the space one. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, yeah, Chorus that, is the space one. That's the that's space flight one where, yeah, yes. that, that one actually didn't look bad. No, that one looked fine. You're thinking of the medium. Yes, the medium. Okay, now the, the medium. medium has Akira Yamaoka, do, uh, Yamaoka of Silent Hill fame doing the soundtrack, yes. which yeah, is cool. It's, it's Bloober Team, which means it'll be fine. Bloober Team. Bloober, um, uh, Bloober did um, Layers of Blair Witch and Observer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they make if they I mean, Blair really Witch hunker is... down, they can have a good script. And so, listener Chamberlain emailed me today, said, "Looks like we're getting a new Silent Hill," and yeah. I said, "No, no, we're not." He goes, well, Akira Yamioki is doing the soundtrack. I'm like, that's not a Silent Hill game. But did you watch the trailer? I did it watch the trailer. It looks like Silent Hill. It doesn't. It totally does. It's got the two worlds going away. It's like she goes in and one world burns away and there's the other one. No, no. You, you totally could, you could say Hill. that kind of comes from the movie, but I, I didn't get any Silent Hill from it at all. Um, Silent what, Hill. What, okay, but when it ends with... Uh... Norman Reedus coming out of the shadows and going, <laughs> you think there's just one Silent Hill? <laughs> there's so many hills, and they're all so all quiet. hills, yeah. <sighs> they, they never talk about anything. Okay, exploration puzzle game, Call of the Sea. Yeah. I don't know, like, like, am I like a um, a water man in this movie? Or in this yeah, show? No, it looked interesting, but you can't tell. Some of these were, like, they all felt like about a minute too short. Yes. Uh, Second Extinction is a multiplayer game where you're shooting dinosaurs. Yep. And all yes. the dinosaurs are velociraptors, and one of them might be a very big velociraptor. It, so They do break apart nicely when you shoot them, though. Yes, but that's all I can say about that. Alex? Yeah. Well, no, it's just like, what more could you possibly want or need? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so this no. was like a team working on a thing. Uh, they were prepared to show something, so Xbox yeah. scooped it. One enemy sucked up all their time and effort. Yeah. Yes. Actually, what good, looked good is I, I actually thought Ascent, the Ascent, looked interesting because it's just a top-down twin-stick shooter. Yes, in in a very richly realized mm-hmm. cyberpunk world. Yes. Um, and the backgrounds that you traveled through were very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that could definitely be one to keep an eye on. Uh, they showed a trailer for Dirt Five. I they're don't... still making dirt, huh? They are, and and I don't care because. Forza 2020 is going to be out at or near launch, so I don't need any of the racing games. That'll be the racing game I play. Well, but so. to, but to hammer home with the whole next gen nature of this event, mm-hmm. that didn't look like a next gen game to me. No, it really didn't. No, and, I, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And then they showed off Yakuza Like a Dragon, mm-hmm. which again looks like a current gen game, and like a like an early mid current gen game. Frankly, yeah, I mean first generation always does. So a lot of one one thing that we do need to talk about though is a lot of these are multi smart delivery, multi platform and smart delivery means if you you buy it once. And it works on both systems. When you play it on your Xbox One Series, Xbox Series X, it'll download the higher red ass, higher res assets or whatever. So you don't have to buy the game more than once. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the same way. You can buy it now, play it on both systems, and it'll download what you need to play on Xbox Series X. That is awesome the, and a consumer-friendly practice. And the one that isn't is what Madden. Really, EA. It's it's not smart delivery. It's smart ass delivery because okay. if you buy the Xbox One. X version. You have until sometime next year to redeem it for the Xbox Series X version. Okay. If you wait too long, you just got to buy the new one. So EA is not giving you this blanket. You own the game for both systems. It's you can buy it now and you can upgrade, but if you wait too long, you can't anymore. So, newsflash: EA dicks. I don't think they're dicks. I just think they're more aligned with Sony this gen. Because think about like all like the, the the new stuff for Star Wars has always come out on a PlayStation first, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. It, it's just <laughs> that EA has a closer partnership with Sony, um, but but Ubisoft does not, and that's it. UB, yeah, Ubisoft seems to be at Microsoft's corner this time around. But At least so it seems. I feel like this. Um, this was underwhelming. It was a series of trailers for games that I didn't know I wanted and other games I'm like, eh. Yeah, and like yeah, a bunch of games that I don't think anyone is super hyped for. The only one that kind of stood out to me graphically was Bright Memory Infinite. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that one would do well along a roster of other games that were better than it and and as good as it. But, but given that that's like the best one out of all of these in terms of blowing me away visually... Um, just it was just not a very impressive well, show. Remember the PlayStation Four release? What was the shooter we had then? We had a Killzone. Killzone. Yeah, yeah, and it was okay. It was fine. Oh, there's nothing to say that bright like Launch all games of, are never awesome. All of these are multi-platform. Here. Yeah, all of these are multi-platform. So this uh, th- this was a weird little event. And this is also this I mean this also gives you a chance. Well, okay, some of them may not be. I, I'm I'm wondering if if like medium is. Because a lot of them say Game Pass, like they're coming out on Game Pass immediately. I think I think both Medium and Scorn are on Game Pass immediately, so I'm wondering if there's some sort of time delay stuff. I bet you this means that Xbox is going to be cheaper. I think we already know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I would not. I, I would not wager much on that. I, mean, well, I would. I, I would bet. I don't know because Bloober did Layers of Fear come out on PlayStation Four? Yes, and I'm pretty sure it's also on Switch. Eventually, yeah. No, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Was okay. PC first? Bloober Team out of Poland. No. Wikipedia. Bloober Team has been operating on diminishing returns. Layers of Fear is the best thing they did. It's been downhill since Ooh. then. Did they never do the, the um, Blair Witch thing? Yeah, that was them. And Blair Witch oh, was not no. great. That um, was, we have this weird game, let's put a license on it. Okay, yeah. well, Wikipedia at least is only listing the medium for Windows and Xbox Series X. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, this is this is their first reveal. I think they're doing first party stuff next week. Um, I thought they said in like uh, July or something. Didn't no, they? maybe that long. Yeah, and, and but the thing is, we know we're going to see for that. We're going to see we're going to see Forza twenty twenty. We're going to see Halo Infinite. We're going to see whatever Playground Games is working on. Maybe they're going to show us some of that Fable thing the Playgrounds Games is doing. 
and we're going to oh, see upports of Gears. I, I liked how they made a big point of saying, like, we have this many internal Microsoft Studios, and they're all working on games. And it's like, nah, you, you don't you don't have the studios. <laughs> you think you do. I know you do. But then, uh, then Double Fine <coughs> is going to release whatever Double Fine releases, and it won't sell, just like the last one. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the last yeah. ten Double Fine games. And Senna but will Psychonauts 2 could... Say what, Alex? No. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> you couldn't you say what? Could I couldn't say... It's it's going to sell nothing, but I'm probably going to love it. Which one? Double Fine, Psychonauts the next Double two. Fine game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the font that has always been used on clue cards in Jeopardy is the exact same font as the Capcom logo. What? No. Yes! Yes! Son of a bitch. Like, I should send this tweet to you guys, but anyway, uh, yeah, like, it is the same font. It's called ITC Corinna. It's, it's gotta be one of those optical illusion things where, like, the both lines are the same length. Once you see like... it, you can't unsee it. It's the same yeah. font. The Capcom logo is the Jeopardy clue font. Holy well, shit. Well, the PlayStation 3 font was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. That, w- that was <laughs> that worse. That is true. That was worse. Yeah. Uh, a Little Witch Academia VR broom racing game will come to Oculus Quest in late 2020 and other PC VR headsets and PSVR in 2021. <laughs> I never played that Little Witch Academia, Academia game for PS4. I think I got like 6 out of 10. Oh, that's too bad. I know, because... Anime, anime games have a rough go of it. Um, yeah. Uh, the, but that's the... That that's Dragon Ball Z thing that came out and died immediately? It did, it did not die immediately. Kakarot? Uh no that's oh, the, that, was, know, the, that was the DBZ RPG one the RPG yeah. died instantly but the fighting yeah. game lives on because the fighting game is actually a good game mm-hmm. and and that's rare and that's like when you say anime when I think anime <laughs> no no when I think anime I just think I just think of a visual style and that visual style is obviously like you know Japanese manga style um so but but if we're talking about taking you know a property like taking yeah, Star Wars. Adapted anime games. Little Witch Academia and saying we're going to make this into a blank game, that game will very likely suck. Why? Because it's a licensed game and they do. And every hundred years you'll get uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, you'll get uh, Alien Isolation. Those are rare. Um, But then you could get something like, let's say, Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue is totally an anime game, right? Totally. Yeah, but it's its own thing. It's its own thing. It's its own thing that happens to use that visual style. Um, So, yeah. Anime games are not necessarily bad games, but bad games... Or it could games. be Persona and just work completely in reverse. Exactly. <laughs> or it could be a Persona fighting game, so, which was actually really good. That's right. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, P4, the Persona P4 4 fighting really game was good. good. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, the, it was solid. It was good. I kind of want to play it. I really want to play Golden. No one will sell it to me. None of the emulators work. God damn it. Sell me that <laughs> game, Sony. No. You know, Fuck I, you. So what, can you not just like download it off uh, the PSN store? No. It's just on the Vita. I have to buy a Vita. Yeah. Is that even possible? Does, is the internet even working on the thing I've, anymore? I've got an extra Vita. Oh, no. What? I mean, are you telling what, do you, what do you want you, for it? Are you telling me you want to send me 100 American dollars for this Vita? Uh, oh, yeah, I'd pay 100 bucks for that thing. Shit. We might have to figure this out. Strange, yeah, uh, yeah, Cash App. Say what? Cash App. I have no idea what Cash App is. I will just send you. I don't know if it works through Canada, but I might be able to just send you money. Literally, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, well, we're trying Ooh, to. Very business. much like that. Business being done. What's uh, the? Can you set, they sell replacement batteries, or when it dies, it dies? Well, I don't know, but uh, 
I've never. It's a Sony product. The battery is not removable. I've, yeah, well, yeah. There's definitely not a removable battery. the 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 one I'm thinking of was sold to me by a coworker like four or five years ago, back mm-hmm. when I was still playing my my Vita, and and then I just put it in a drawer at work, and it's still in that drawer. So, like, this thing hasn't been turned on in years. Like, it's not like it's a workhorse that's been run to the ground. I don't know what she played on it, but... So, it's like it's like gr- uh, Grandma's car. It's only driven to church on Sunday. Very much. And the grocery store. There you go. Very much. Now, and do you have Golden? Uh, I do. I've got it... I think... I'm almost positive I've got it physical somewhere. Okay. I would very much like to take you up on that. I just got my check. So, Ooh. so am I now also giving you the game for the original base price of $100? And God, not, it was 100 bucks. And not just the Vita? Uh, however you want to do it. I think we should do this off the air, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 200 might be a little steep. Okay, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, f- well, anyway. No, 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 it was, it wasn't 200 total. It was still 100 for that and the game. Yeah, it was going to be 100 for the, for the Vita. Right, right. 100 yeah, yeah. for the Vita. And then I wasn't worried about where he was getting the game from. Okay, I will do 160. I don't think you need to do 160. I, you wouldn't surprise me if you could buy Golden off the PSN for 30. Let's look into this. Oh wait! Like there's, you can actually still buy stuff. It's a functional shop. I would again. I haven't turned on my switch in years. Right, 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 right. I don't know. <laughs> Let's investigate this. This is <laughs> yes. Let's do this. Okay, an HD remake of the Mass Effect trilogy is in the works, according to rumor. I t- oh. Oh, man, the shit you'd have to just start over with the first game. I don't know how they're gonna do this. I'm not. I'm not confident. I don't know, man. I think you, ha- I, I don't think that's necessarily for us. I think it's for kids who want to play, who've heard about the Mass Effect trilogy and want to play it. I would love to see a, a, a college try at fixing that first one, but there's a lot to fix. No, no, this what does not you- say, this does not say remake. It's just, it's just HD upwards. Yeah, like, oh, sorry, this e- does say remake. Even still, I, I want to see what they do because, like, the animation changes so much game to game. No, so just, it's a combat. The combat improves yeah. as it goes. Yeah. No, they just they just keep it as it is and let it run on current hardware at a I higher. I would like to play resolution. Citadel again. That was a really nice little clubhouse DLC. Well, that was really good. There's an amazing party scene in there. Hmm. I don't think I ever played that. Was that the first one? Uh, the third one. Oh, okay. The let's calm down the fans a bit. Hey, here, everybody, hang out and have a party. And like, yeah, okay. This was pretty good. I'm less mad at you now. <laughs> was that post-launch? Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat. They know Kombat. what they did. Go ahead. They know what they did. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath is a story campaign extension with Fujin, Shiva, and Robocop joining the roster. I would love to play it, but my arcade stick is broken. You're coming with me, punk. <laughs> that is not That's Peter actually Weller. Peter Weller. It's not Peter Weller. No, It is Peter up. Weller. That's no, amazing. Is it? Is it? Yes, I checked boom. IMDb. It's not there. No, Boone tweeted it out. It's Peter Weller. It's fucking Yay! awesome. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has sold over 10 million copies. A bunch of Whoa. new combat challenges have been added to the game. How Jesus many of them got past the first two levels? I don't know, but it kind of makes you want to go replay it. <laughs> like, wow, it can't be that bad. And no, it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. I really I wish we got whatever Henning was cooking. Me too. God damn it. No, maybe she's... What, what's she working on now? Where'd she go? I think she's just... No, she's she, done with video I games. think she's done. <laughs> no, she she's at EA, last I heard. But is she at EA cool. the way Rare is at Microsoft? She's collecting residuals. Yeah. Wow, okay. Henning and now she joined Skydance Media, 
In November oh. 2019, to start a new division for story-focused experiences that will employ state-of-the-art computer graphics to provide the visual fidelity of television and film, but with an actor, active lean-in experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. Now, Skydance Media is a like a movie studio, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, a production company based in Santa Monica, California. Yep. Yeah, she's they, lost to us. They made <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what that says. Didn't you read what that said? Sky they don't make video games, though. No, that's they they don't. Game. But that's not why she joined. She joined mm-hmm. Skydance Media in November 2019 to start a new division there. Okay. For a story focused experience that will employ state of the art computer graphics to provide the visual fidelity of television and film, but with an active lean in experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. So basically, let's see if we can make. Uh... Bandersnatch. No, 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 no. Um, I'm just thinking something more along the lines of uh, uh, L.A. Noir, but less melty. It's okay. Oh God. The um, what's what's being described there could be anything from Uncharted to Choose Your Own Adventure, Bandersnatch. Yeah, like and anything in between. So that, that, what what we can be assured is it's no, it's not. A, she's not making a movie. It's interactive. Yeah. Okay. But we'll, All right. we'll see. Let's just hope it's not Bandersnatch. <laughs> Uh, uh, Ubisoft has registered a website for Prince of Persia 6. It's been a long time since we had a Prince of Persia game. Been a long yep. time. And been a long have, time since there's been a mainstream. A Prince... There wasn't one this generation, was there? Correct. Wow. Name me the last mainstream platformer. Um, That's not Mario. Mainstream? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, can I get technically into it? Like, well, technically. Ukulele. Okay, Dying Light 2. <laughs> Well, and that's, okay, that, that, that's that's probably not even the last one. Like the last one, would, I would probably say uh, Super Mario RPG. You could, you could, there's there's all kinds of platformers out there. But if we're just talking about like classic, what is a classic? Prince of Persia. Yeah, I mean, okay, Alex makes a fine point. This is a rare genre. It, it's yeah. not. This isn't a genre that people go, oh, a jumping game. Look, we're, kids, a, a, a platformer with the actual budget behind it. Oh, don't, don't spook it. I always wanted a, a sequel to 2000, the, the, the 2006 one. Yeah. Is that the one with the yes. genie girl? Yes, mm-hmm. the one with kind of saved you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elka. yeah. And Nolan North is the prince. Uh, oh. Yes. It, it was a good game. It was yes, a good was. game. Yeah, it had a really nice shell-shaded look. God, the music. I can still hear this. I'm here listening to the soundtrack in my, in my ear right now. Like, I can That's hear good. it. Just hearing that uh, that vocal come up again. Anyway, was it Stuart Chatwood again? I don't know. Because um, the Two Thrones was not a good game, but that soundtrack was fantastic. Um, wasn't that Gobsmack? Was that Stuart? No, Chatwood? no, no. no Gob- that was the one Gobsmack after. was, was oh the second one. Oh, okay, brought, check this out: Prince yeah. of Persia 2008, Stuart Chatwood, Chatwood, and Anon Zur. Yay! That's yeah, why that, that's why that was so fucking good, good man. That's a good pedigree. Oh god, that soundtrack was amazing. Anyway. I should replay that fucking game. Um, he was the best thing about Fallout 4. Who was he in Fallout 4? He was a composer. You know, oh, Chadwood. Oh, okay. It was there at that time, I think. Uh, EA has announced a Play 2020 event scheduled for June 11th. Yay, more FIFA and Madden. Yay. Basically. And, no, well, no, no, it's, it's EA. So what it'll be is FIFA and Madden. And then some concept art of shit our teams are working very hard on that we'll be very excited to show you in the future. <laughs> oh, here's a Need for Speed game. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but for those games you're really hyped about, the, the, the one set in space or the one set in Elven Times, yeah. 
here's a drawing. <laughs> Actually, did you see the screenshots of the Lord of the Rings Gollum game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't know how you make that interesting. That's uh, not... Well... I love the one screenshot where you have dialogue choices where one, like, two choices are Gollum and two choices are Smeagol. <laughs> That's neat. I didn't see that. So that, yeah, that was, okay, okay but it, the problem is visually when I think of Gollum, I see the Peter Jackson Gollum. Mm-hmm. You hear Andy And this Serkis. isn't that. This is yeah. different. He, he looks different. He doesn't look like, you know, the Andy Circus Gollum. He looks different, so. And good luck changing people's minds on that. Yeah, that's a hard, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, and really, even, even when he showed up in that last Lord of the Rings game, he looked like the Andy Circus Gollum. Yeah, and I think that's a poor choice to make. That's like Ten- um, that's like making deciding that you're going to make a Star Wars game, <laughs> and we're setting in the Star Wars universe, and it's starring the Star Wars character you've always wanted to play. And when he shoots his gun, it goes bang, bang. <laughs> and when the Wars laser like when on, you, like like it, I'm sorry, but you when you're you're dealing with something that has a powerful. It already has a powerful positive connection, and if you deny it to the audience, like if the gun, if the if the blaster on an X-wing in Star Wars didn't go whap whap like they do, mm-hmm. no, it it just fucking take you out of it. That's what it's I'm like saying. Like making a Marvel game and not paying for the rights to use the actors, as opposed and, and making him look just kind of like the actors, but you know, just a little bit off. You mean like this new Avengers game coming out? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I, I, I didn't you pony up and just pay pay Robert Downey Jr. the extra money. He doesn't even need, he doesn't even need to voice it just so he can use his face. Come on. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I think I think you're right. I think you're talking about like a a, a fifth of the game's budget there. That it might be true as well. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, the game wouldn't be going forward without Marvel Studios involvement. I think it might be a Marvel Comics workaround. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Because you think Marvel Studios would be heavily invested in making it successful. They would not want a shitty game out there. You wouldn't think comics would have any power left, but I think they do. (laughs) Well, if you got any kind of uh, legal rights in the States, and you're white and rich, that can go a long way. (laughs) Oh, man, you can sit in that patent for the rest of your your, your freaking family tree's life. Hello, Disney. I see you there. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Hackers found a security vulnerability in a patch for an older Naughty Dog game, and that's how The Last of Us 2 got leaked. I have avoided it. I have not seen any of it. Yeah, so... me neither. The more I think about it, the more it intrigues me. The All I've heard of it came out of Alex, and I immediately wrote back, Alex, are you fucking spoiling this already? And you're like, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <Not> really. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't remember what it was. It was something about, God, yeah, it, I, I put it, it out of my head. something interesting. That, that I, you, you implied something. I don't need anything good implied. Good actors have to sell it, but it could work. I don't need anything implied. But um, I will say that I almost kind of want The Last of Us 2 to fail. Just to just get to burn just out to, Druckmann. Just to get Druckmann out. Yep. Because man, it is a evil empire over there right now. That's how it seems, and it really seems like kind of like a Pitchford little fiefdom. Yep. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't hate him so much if his hair weren't so greasy looking. <laughs> but it looks like he puts oil into it or something, man. Ew. He just strikes me as a guy that's always, always wanted the kind of power he has. Yeah. And video games come second. Yeah. And, you know, oily hair doesn't look terrible if you slick it back. That can work. But to have it in, like, oily ringlets like that is just gross, Druckmann. You're gross. I mean, the fact that, like, it got hacked and the first thing we assumed was as a disgruntled employee leaked it says... Now, when you say we... A bunch of... A couple of journalists. To me, it was just you. No, it was a couple of... A couple of journalists tweeted about it on Twitter. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Erroneous information. <sighs> or maybe Sony spinning. Who knows? I, I don't think Sony's spinning. I think part of how Sony manages their internal studios is to permit them the kind of autonomy that allows great things to happen in positive creative studios like Insomniac and permits abusive little fiefdoms like this to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kotaku just had best RPG soundtracks, and yes, Persona 4 is on that cover. Because of course the fuck it is. Persona 4? Yeah. I think it's got one of the best fa- battle themes period. Like, I could just listen to that on a loop for hours. Okay, sing a little for me, because I can't Reach remember. Reach out to the truth. Do, 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 Nope. No. No? Oh, so you didn't play it on the PS2. See, now Persona 3 I agree with. No, I didn't like that one. Oh, I love Persona 3. Uh, Persona, wow, they've got like all th- Persona 3, 4, and 5 on here. Yeah. Nino Kuni lost They're not Odyssey. subtle about it. Yeah, Nino Kuni wasn't bad. Two Final so Fantasies. Sweet. Is Naughty Dog ever going to get back to uh, Jack and Daxter? I don't think so. No, of course not. No. That's what Druckmann wanted to do, and if he can't get that, then it's never happening. You don't think that's an empty space? Of, of, of you know... I think what, what would you call that? What, a mascot-based platformer? I think, uh, yeah. But I think there's a lot of empty spaces in Sony's roster that I'm quite frustrated they haven't filled. And I have said for years that what Naughty Dog specifically needs to do is pivot from action game to RPG. Because what they do is incredible presentation and excellent narrative as a rule. And, you know, I'll say as anyone, Uncharted 2 and 3 combat was fucking amazing. The Last of Us combat I absolutely loved. But that is a that is like a gaping hole in almost, I want to say, Western design. It doesn't exist. Imagine a Final Fantasy VII remake where, you know, the incidental dialogue on the street didn't want to make you just, you know, stick a hat pin through your yeah. ear. Yeah, imagine if that had the quality of uh, of a, a Grand Theft Auto without being funny or stupid. Like, if if a team like Naughty Dog really focused itself on, on fleshing out an awesome world, Naughty Dog could do it. Yeah, or at least can. the Naughty Dog of Amy Hennig and Druckmann and Straley could do it. I don't know if Druckmann can do it. But the Naughty Dog of five we'll years see. ago, ten years ago, could definitely do it. Yeah. Wow, the Uncharted games were two years apart. I'm just looking at the list of Naughty Dog yeah, They games. really churned them out. Well, Uncharted, Uncharted 1, when, 2007, 2, 2009, 3, 2011. When Henning was running the show. Yep, just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I bet that pitch meeting for that train opening was so good. <laughs> what, for Uncharted 2? Yeah. That 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 sequence was so good they did it again for Uncharted Lost Legacy. <laughs> it kind of annoys me when games are designed around notions like that. Like like we're gonna do this one thing. Like I think as gamers we didn't really give a shit about what was stupidly difficult to pull off about the the train sequence in terms of like the tech that they had to do because like other game developers. Their jaws were on the floor at the train sequence. It's like Kermit the Frog riding a bike. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, very much. Yeah, how like, the, like how the fuck did he do that? How the fuck was that even possible? And when you're playing it as a gamer, I didn't even think about it. I was just having a good time because it worked so well. It just worked. It just worked. Yeah, and it was the tech seamless. was hidden. That's right. It's apparently, a secret that Henson took to his grave. Uh, no, what? I've I've seen uh, Muppet History Twitter explain did how they that was done. Finally, okay, how did they do it? I forget. Yeah, it, it didn't care that much. I, 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 was just I like, believe Black Magic was involved. 
child I know, sacrifice. I, I, I hadn't seen the Great Muppet Caper in like 15 years when they said Kermit on the mic. I'm like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was so fucking weird. He was riding a bike. There was no puppeteer. How the fuck did they do it? I feel like we need a new Muppets property going on and not a cartoon. I want, I want it to be puppets. They keep trying to make it happen. It keeps not working. That's because they keep on trying to make Muppets something that they're not. They keep trying to make Muppets like they, they, do you remember the one where there was a catfish who was hosting the show? Yeah. The yeah. guy with dreadlocks? Mid-90s. Yeah, the catfish with dreadlocks. And yeah, yeah. it was like, like, um, he was a cool catfish, but the show was just a little too mature for, uh, yeah. for what a Muppet should be. And yeah. then they did like a single camera office style comedy. Yeah. Yeah, where Nathan Fillion has a affair with Miss Piggy. It's this whole thing. Yeah, it went like three episodes before it yeah. got okay, canceled. But it also brought us the Swedish chef doing Rapper's Delight, which is that a was highlight of modern cinema. And that was pretty good. Was that, was that that? Or was, yes. that, was that the that new was Muppets that. movie? No, that was oh, that. Okay. They all went to a, they all went to a party and you ended up with, with the Swedish chef doing Rapper's Delight and Sam the Eagle trying to hit on Janice. <laughs> Okay, that's, that sounds awesome, actually. It, it was. There, but, there, there were parts of that Muppet show that were good, but 90% of the episodes were like, no. But no, 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 the Muppets no. don't do mumblecore. God damn it. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> the thing. lively. The Muppets worked best with uh, Jason... Um, what was it, Jason? Siegel. Jason Siegel. Jason Seagal? Stegall? Seagal, I think. Jason Seagal. Yeah, yeah, that first movie, yeah. yeah I'm that, a Muppet of a Man or a Muppet of a Muppet of a Man yeah, or whatever that song like that, was. <laughs> that, that movie had Oscar-nominated songs. Uh, the, the songs were done by uh, Brett from Flight of the Concords, I believe. Yep. And uh, and yeah, like what it was, was it was just realizing that what the Muppets were about was about, hey, we're all friends and let's learn together and, and everything will be okay if we just stick it together and work hard and believe in each other and mm-hmm. these bonds of friendship. That's all fucking Muppets has to be. And if you let Muppets be that and you have Swedish chefs singing rappers delight, like you're going to have a success. But you <laughs> so got to say s- that Henson was right 20 years ago. Yeah. That is just about, it's just about goodness and niceness and believing in the goodness of others. That's what the fucking Muppets is. And it's not, it is not this really jaded, cynical mumblecore. No. Yeah. So what they need to do, obviously, is just give a producer credit to Elise Willems and let her go. At least or whoever did Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I never saw that. It's something. Don't Hug Me, That's I'm Scared. That's a YouTube scared. thing. Yeah. It? If you haven't yeah. seen it, check it out. I've seen parts of it. What is it? Oh, it's, it's a comedy it's, series. It's Muppet Horror. It's pretty great. Muppet Horror? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll watch this. No, it's pretty <laughs> nuts. It's pr- the, the, music is, the music is fantastic. <laughs> First episode, July 29th, 2011. It's Final episode, while. June 19th, 2016. Total number of episodes, six. Yep. No, like, they were, like, Conan O'Brien was gonna produce, like, a season of it, but that never happened. Uh, they got, like, two episodes in and they canceled it and they never aired it. Okay. Alright, I'll watch that. But what's there is, it'll stick with you, man. Will <laughs> it actually really scare me? Good. I mean, it's pretty messed up. Some of the stuff. Okay, what it's, I'm going to do is I'm going to leave yeah. it on my my page here, and if I watch yeah. one of it later, I may. You have to do something <laughs> while you're gardening. That's right. You're still gardening, right? No, man. Now it's uh, now it's Zelda. Oh. And Zelda's actually much more involved. You're doing more. Yeah, like you're you're constantly doing something, so I rarely have time to look up. So it's more about the dialogue now, which is why I switched to Harley Quinn and uh, Rick uh. and Morty. I'm loving Harley Quinn. I go back and like rewatching Harley Quinn. It's it's a it's actually a better show 
I didn't know Ron Funches was on there. I love that dude. Okay, Ron Funches plays King Shark. I know. I love I love Ron Funches. Me too. Uh like I think uh I think he's kind of a he's going to become an it talent very soon if he's not already. I'm, I'm amazed it's taking this long. Yes. He's, in God, fact, he's, he's infectious. Harley Quinn IMDb. There is a lot in the there are a lot of really good kind of standouts in the cast. Did you know he has an autistic son? Who? who? Ron Funches. I did not know that. Yeah. I know that Ron Funches is big into video games and uh okay, first of all, I want to call out Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Um Lake I, Bell's great. I, I don't know her from anything. And I, I looked her up because I enjoy her in the show so much. She's on a bunch of stuff. This is a very different poison ivy. The poison ivy that exists within this show is not is like the opposite of every poison ivy you've ever seen. And she's gotta be like really standoffish and, and cruel. Well this yeah, this one is uh is entirely about plants. And about getting away from people. Like, Poison Ivy was always kind of sexy in every interpretation I've ever seen. Because that's yeah. her whole thing. She's going to come and she's going to kiss you. This this person, you get the sense that um, she does she does want to kiss. But anyone talking about it, just discuss her. And, like, like she she's, she's like, just a super closed-off nerd who doesn't want to talk to anyone. But likes Harley. That's the whole character. Jason Alexander's in this? Yes, yeah. Jason Alexander plays actually a character from the Harley Quinn comics who's this crazy old Jewish ex-war criminal slash secret agent, Cyborgman, who runs or who <laughs> rents out Harley's home. Is <laughs> her, her landlord. And he runs around on like a roboticized motor scooter that has anything that he could possibly need that pops out of size of the scooter. And at one point, he transforms into a car that the entire crew can ride in as they ride down the Harley Quinn Expressway, which she got named after her after she held the entire city for ransom uh, or in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BJ Smoove is Frank the Plant. Now, that is not a name that I recognize, but I recognize the voice. I've seen this guy stand no, he's up. Great. I, yeah, I've seen Maybe his stand up. Yeah, yeah, he's. He was in good. the last Spider Man, last two Spider Mans. Um, who else? Kelly Cuoco getting the checks. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I figured. I honestly and, thought she was going to disappear after Big Bang went away, and what, everyone else will. And what was it? I forget. Uh, Janine Garofalo. I saw on a producer's credit what? the other day. Yes. I was just trying to think about whatever happened to Janine. Janine oh Garofalo. no, maybe maybe this yeah, was it. Around. Where I said Matt Garofalo, and I assumed it was Janine. All right, I'm, I'm going further down the cast list here and seeing just one-off names. Like, really, that's like Wanda Sykes. Yes, Wan, Wanda <laughs> Sykes is the is the queen of fables. Uh, Frankie when, Muniz as himself. Yes, uh, uh, part of Harley's story is that 10-year-old her had a massive crush on Frankie Muniz and stalked him to the point where she was uh, imprisoned. Howie Mandel as himself. Yeah, he plays a talk uh, show host who gets murdered. <laughs> All right, that I, can, that I can... Wow, Paul Dini with a writing credit. Yay! Well, I mean... He's a he. He made her, I think. Yeah, he did. No, like yeah. he was the original creator. Yeah. Um. There was uh, there was an episode. One of the episodes I was watching last night, and one of the reasons I love this show specifically is because it's it's like the Incredibles thing of combining the supernatural with the mundane. Venture Brothers, very much that kind oh. of thing. So, um, in order to basically prove that she's over Joker, Harley decides to go crash a bar mitzvah. This bar mitzvah is for the penguin's nephew. The only other, uh, of course, the penguin's Jewish. Okay. The only, <laughs> the only other supervillain. I never thought of it till now, but you're right. Mm. The, <laughs> the only other supervillain there is Bane, and Bane is a running gag throughout the series, where he's technically part of the League of Evil, but they won't give him a chair. He always has this in a folding chair in the corner. <laughs> 
I love it because okay, it's bait. Exactly, it's fucking yeah. bait. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I forget how it ends up happening, but I think Kite Man ends up stealing Poison Ivy's poison and poisoning all the little boys at the bar mitzvah with Poison Ivy's poison. And so she explains that like it's going to kill them. My name is Poison Ivy. It's going to turn them all into plants and then kill them. And this is how uh, Harley, or this is how Ivy ends up falling in with Kite Man, because Kite Man flies her back to the apartment to get the antidote. And uh, so this is kind of forgotten, the fact that this happens to these kids in the events of the rest of the episode. But then there's the credit sequence, and then you see Ivy walk up to three little boys who are midway transforming into trees. <laughs> and she holds up a stick of lipstick, and she goes, all right, now listen to me very carefully. What's about to happen is a medical procedure. What I am holding is the antidote to the poison that is about to kill all of you. Just so happens, the poison is only activated after it comes into my my saliva and then your own. So, the best way to administrate it is by kissing. This is when it goes, shut up. It's a medical procedure. And so she applies it, and then, like Harley's standing behind her, like just glowering at these kids, and Ivy leans down, kisses one. He goes, thank you. And the guy walks away. He goes, get the fuck out of here. He leans down. Thank you. Yeah, just go home, kid. He goes, hey. Hey, I already got you. And the kid's like holding a twig. He goes, I, I think, I think, I think there's a part of me that, that's still made out of wood. <laughs> right. And Ivy looks at the kid, goes, kid, get the fuck out of here. Harley goes, yeah, get the fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you little creep. Like it was just, it's a wonderful show. It is worth the subscription. I think, you know what? I'm prepared to say I'm enjoying Harley Quinn more than this season of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is bumming me out. Um, it's not bumming me out. I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm on neither side. I'm certainly not on my little brother's side. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this episode. I loved the snake episode. The snake episode was good. There's, there's all, they're all good if you're in the mood it's, for them. Like, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with anything, but I am loving Harley Quinn. I think this is some of the best this is some of the best superhero stories I've enjoyed in a long time. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, last time, I, let's see. First season of Jessica Jones was the last time. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And, yeah, they all just sort of jump off a cliff in season two. Well, I never, I, I didn't, what, did I? I think I watched a couple episodes of season two. And God, I did enjoy season one of Nick, uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, the first season that was good, and then yeah. just I watched most of the second season. You know what it was? It was not having that bad guy. Uh, what's his name again? Um, Cottonmouth. Yeah, yeah, but was no. His... Mashar Ali just took all the compelling shit with him. Mashar Ali, that's right. Yeah. Once, once he left the show, that was it. Um, yeah, and it, that's not to say that you know, like Rosario Dawson, fucking awesome. Uh, the guy who plays Luke Cage, what's his name again? I forget. I forget. Say what? I forget, but he's good. He's really good. He deserves he's... better than what they made his character do. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read it? Like, he basically becomes a crime lord by the end of season two for no goddamn reason. Really? Bullshit. Yeah, that's not the character that I fell in love with in season one. Nope. We it's like, I hate my dad, so I'm going to come with what he hates. I'm like, no, that, that's stupid. That was really stupid. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's not Ned Cage. Yeah, see you in the headlines. All right. Are you going to see Solar Opposites? I might check out Solar Opposites. Oh, uh, fucking Midnight Gospel we never talked about. Solar Opposites. Oh, did you see that? What's Solar Opposites? Okay, I, um, I don't think I have it. It's on Hulu. Yeah, Justin Roiland's show. Yeah, it's that on looks Hulu. exactly like Rick and Morty. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, okay, so Midnight Gospel is not a fucking Rick and Morty, or it's, it's not anything. You, you can't compare it to Adventure Time in any way, shape, or form. It's a completely different beast. What it is, is a podcast. What? It's a podcast with incredibly surreal animation surrounding it. Oh, no. With the, but no, the conversations are incredibly in depth and incredibly human, deep, deep, uh, vulnerability stuff. With Duncan Trussell. With, yes. That's the thing. Is it's not, it's not Pendleton Ward. It's his buddy Duncan Trussell who does this podcast called Midnight Gospel, I think. Like this is, some of these conversations are just from that guy's podcast. And then it's set to this insane animation of this guy who is, who like lives, he's like, he's this funny little dude who lives in a trailer in this insane world that we've never seen. And every day he scans through a bunch of infinite realities and chooses one and chooses a form that he will inhabit in that reality. And then he steps into a giant uh, pubis. And rockets across the galaxy to land wherever in this, you know, or in this alternate dimension. And then he finds someone willing to sit down and have a conversation with him. And that's the show that he broadcasts to his listeners in his reality. That's the show. Like, it's yeah. fucking, and again, you'd think that someone who enjoys weed would be more into it. But it's really heavy shit. Like, it's really heavy shit. And so what you're saying is we need an animator. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I I, I didn't uh, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as Harley Quinn. It doesn't sound like even remotely the same kind of show. No, it's it's other than it's being drawn. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the drawing is only there to support the conversation. Hmm. All right. And that's all I got. Me too. I think so. I'm gonna go fight fight some Bobokin or Boka Boka Bokoblins Bokoblins. Is that what it's called? Boko Bob? The pig, no, the pig the bo- things? The Bokoblin is the the skeleton thing. Oh. What? Bokoblin. Yep. Okay. I've lost track of Zelda name conventioning. They're just... They drop weapons. <laughs> that break later. Yeah. <laughs> that break immediately. No, I'm not letting that go, so... <laughs> no, no, then, no. I was talking to my little brother about it today. Is that that's That's still a design thing that pisses me off in that game. Is and there's it's it's designed seemingly for that one moment where the thing is about to break, so you hold it and then you throw it at an enemy and it shatters on their face to do big damage, and then you pick up whatever weapon they were holding. That's a cool moment. It's not worth all the rest of the frustration. No, no, no. no. Especially when you, when you have when you like you settled on it. And, nope. Agree. Nope. Just let me Dying use my lights. Had it perfect where you, you can carry around a decent weapon for like two or three hours. Which which game? Dying light. I agree. That is definitely the the best example, and not yeah. only that, but in Dying Light, you could repair it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you could hold on yeah. to it if you got like, the lucky uh, repair thing. Yeah, yeah, could hold on for a pretty long time. So, as as a teaser for you, before we close out, mm-hmm. I was so bored yesterday before I found Hong Kong Massacre that mm-hmm. I'm looking through my PS Plus games that I've never downloaded and played, okay. mm-hmm. and I almost. Downloaded Bloodborne to give it a second try. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like Almost. it. Almost. I mean, you should. We well, Let's see what happens here, because I, I, I can't just keep spending money and buying stupid games. I have to play what I have. Cause... And you do have Bloodborne, and you've never finished it. Oh, I got about half an hour in, got killed by werewolves. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah, he'll never get past Gascoigne. No, he could, no, he could because, because Gascoigne is a short hike 
from the shortcut to him. That's true. And and that's when you understand what the game is. Is What it is, is it's working your way through this area that is going to kill you at every turn to open up the shortcuts. And then from the shortcut, you run to the boss, kill the boss, open up the... And that is the entire loop of the whole game. You repeat that over and over, but you've never completed that loop, so you can't perceive it. And there's no map. No. Like, the map uh, is in your head. Yeah, I'm too old for that. It doesn't. My spatial relations only exist in like 10 feet around me. In, 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 in real life, you know I mean, you put me... It just doesn't go past that. Okay, but here's the it's, thing. It's amazing I can drive to work. I believe in the possibility that this time you could pick it up and love it. It's there. It's there, and I'm not even paying for it. It's just, it was free on PS Plus one month. I don't remember how long it's been there. And what brought that up was I was looking through the, the Xbox sales, and, and, and Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 are all on sale. Hmm. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to buy those. That's a shame. But I own Bloodborne. That's right. And it's just sitting there. I'm not going to try Sekiro again, because Sekiro is just too hard. It's just too hard for me. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Sekiro will give you a colossal parry and guard frames compared to Bloodborne. Bloodborne will give you colossal dodge, dodge frames compared to yeah, Sekiro. Yeah, even I remember that the, the, the invincibility frames for dodging were like... Huge. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how bored I get if I get frustrated with Hong Kong Massacre or if I find something else to play. I think I'm going to cross my fingers that you do get very bored. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, Chance, it's good to have you back. Thank you for being here. It's good to be Indeed. back. Alex, thank you for talking. Of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week. Bye.